Hello, my name is Ryan. I am 34. I am a systems manager and I'm originally from Griffith, Indiana. Hi, I'm Jackson. I am 29. I'm from Martinez, California, and I am a professor of communication studies. Jackson and I have been together for roughly four years. We dated for about three years and then we were engaged for just a few months and we've been married for just over a year now. If I were to describe our love story, I would describe it as a gay old time. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Before I started dating Ryan, I was dating, I was looking for something serious, but I didn't know how to do something serious. And so I really struggled in my dating life. And Ryan was the first person that I kind of opened up to. Before I met Jackson, my dating life was a bit of a mess. I was a little bit of a serial dater. I lived in a very nice location and I was just dating for the fun of it. I wasn't looking for anything in particular at the time. And yeah, then I met Jackson. Ryan and I met on a cute little app called Grindr, which is kind of like the gay Tinder. And it works based off location. So at the time, Ryan was living in Huntington Beach and my friends were down visiting and they had an Airbnb there. So I went and I stayed at the Airbnb. And while we were all having a few drinks, one of my friends was messing around on my Grindr profile and saw Ryan's picture. He's not somebody that I would typically chat with, but my friend and him hit it off and they chatted back and forth until they set up a first date for us. When I was receiving these messages, I had no idea that it wasn't Jackson and that it was his friend. We spoke for a little bit and they were pretty close by because it's based off proximity. And she, which I didn't know was she, set up a date for both of us and we got to meet. So I wasn't initially drawn to Ryan's profile because he had a picture, like a picture that I wouldn't necessarily go for in the mirror without a shirt on, kind of making a model face. Uh, so it just wasn't necessarily somebody that I would have naturally gone for, but my best friend certainly did and started messaging him. I was totally okay with her setting up the date because I was still in that phase of dating where I was giving everything at least one try and I had nothing to lose at that point.
Our first date was very close to where I lived. I lived in the heart of Huntington Beach, right down by the pier. And it was a convenient place to go out. So right at the end of the pier, there is a lovely restaurant called Duke's. It's fancy-ish and it's got beautiful views and very delicious food. So that's where I decided to take them. I thought that the restaurant choice was great. I lived in Los Angeles at the time, and so I was always excited to come down and be close to the coast. And he took me to a restaurant with great ocean views and great drinks. The date, however, Ryan is a little bit awkward when you first meet him, and you can never really tell when he's joking or when he's being serious. And so my impression on that date was that he wasn't interested in me. And I kind of left that night feeling a little bit defeated, but I guess I was wrong. Jackson and I on our first date had an enjoyable time. I do come off as a little bit um, standoffish, and I also have a very different sense of humor. I keep a straight face through everything and am overly sarcastic to a point where it can become obnoxious at times. So I can see why he would think that I was a little bit standoffish and strange and that I, I wasn't into it. But... We did have some drinks, and so I was not about to make the hour and a half long drive back to North Hollywood. So Ryan was kind enough to allow me to stay the night, but made it very clear that his intentions were not to mess around until at least date number four. No funny business. No funny business until at least date number four. And so I was like, okay, I'm comfortable staying the night here. So that was probably the most enjoyable part of the night was kind of getting to cuddle at the end. So for our first real date, we went to Pelican Hill. There is this beautiful hotel resort that is in Newport Beach. It is called Pelican Hill. It is from a storybook, in my opinion. It's just gorgeous. The restaurant overlooks a big circle pool, and then you see the ocean. It's amazing. It is probably too expensive for our taste where we are now in our life, but it was just a really nice and romantic event for, for us to share. Brian calls our first real date the time that he took me to Pelican Hill Resort, and I think it was a little bit to make up for the awkwardness of our first first date. And this date, I just remember it being so special because I had never experienced something like that. I don't come from uh, money or I'm not very well off, and at the time I was in graduate school, so to have somebody take the time to pick a really, really fancy place and make me feel so special and take me there... I remember at one point as we're kind of eating and overlooking the water and he's being very sweet and romantic, I had to excuse myself and go to the bathroom because I was crying. It was so beautiful. And then on the way home, it was even better because he decided to play these beautiful songs for me. And he's like, this is going to be our song. You'll always remember this from our first date. And of course, me at the time being all insecure, I'm like, you played this for somebody else, haven't you? And he hadn't. And so to this day, that song is still very special. I think one of the biggest hurdles that we had to overcome was actually a hurdle that I had to overcome and Ryan had to help me through it. And that was my own insecurities. They really, really tormented me at the beginning of our relationship. And it would cause me to go through his phone and start fights over something that really didn't need to be an argument at the beginning of a relationship. And Ryan always had the patience to 
talk me down or calm me down and reassure me and validate me in those moments of insecurity and doubt. And that was probably one of the biggest hurdles at the beginning of our relationship. I remember there being a final straw where he said, if you go through my phone one more time, this is this is over. And I said, oh man, I really should probably stop going through this phone then. <laughs> and that was really the last time. And I feel like it helped me overcome a lot of my own issues and also helped propel us where we needed to be as a couple. Not only did Jackson go through my phone, he then figured out how to go through my watch. <laughs> There's no investigation that I will not conduct. I'm <laughs> thorough. <laughs> okay, come on, we're not shading me that hard. I think there was also some hard conversations that we had to have, like Ryan was really resistant to getting a dog and I made that happen. And <laughs> Ryan was really resistant to at first when we met having children and that's definitely something that's that's in our future. I would say that I think this is a truth or this is my own theory when it comes to queer relationships is that we move very fast. We overanalyze things and we try to put square boxes into round pegs and with Jackson, I was able to find someone where all those pegs kind of fit, and he was able to understand my values and what was important to me. And I was able to understand what his wants and needs were and make those a priority for myself as well. The internet. What would we do without it? So much information, so little time. And yet, with all the answers available online, there still lie scores of deep, dark, spooky secrets. Mysteries yet to be solved until now. This isn't clickbait. This is our exclusive new podcast, Internet Urban Legends. I'm Loie, your evidence expert. And I'm Eleanor, the self-proclaimed skeptic. Together, we're the gruesome twosome, sleuths in search of the weirdest stories on the web. Every Tuesday, we investigate the internet's creepiest conundrums, covering each conspiracy theory and combing through every clue to separate hoax from haunt. Whether it's the video sure to make you lose your appetite, blank room soup, or every kid's worst nightmare, the terrifying truth behind Disney's deaths, or every parent's worst nightmare, social media's Momo challenge. Each episode of Internet Urban Legends is chock full of disturbing details which are either truly demented or ripe for debunking. And no matter our conclusion, we're sure to be left scared half to death. So won't you join us? Follow our new Spotify original from Parcast, Internet Urban Legends. Listen free and exclusively on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. You know Amazon Prime is not just a shipping subscription, right? It's got everything, including streaming TV and movies on Prime Video. And of course, Prime's fast, free shipping. Go from watching your favorite shows to getting your favorite things. Whatever you're into, it's on Prime. Visit Amazon.com slash Prime to get more out of whatever you're into. I knew Jackson was the one when I, after each and every fight, knew that I still wanted him in my life and that I couldn't imagine my life without him. I also knew that he was the one because he was so ambitious and driven. And those are things that I value because I strive for 
such big goals. And it was so nice to have someone that I could see as a partner that could help me achieve those goals and that we could get there together. I knew Brian was the one when not after the first time and not after the second time, but after the probably fifth time that I invaded his privacy and went through his stuff and started an argument. He didn't let me leave. He reassured me. He made me feel loved and just always had the patience to put up with my crazy. Yeah, Jackson loved the storm off. He was a storm offer. I think that in the heat of passion, and passion often comes as an argument or could be some other form of passion, I told Jackson that I loved him. It came out. I must have been feeling it for some time. And it came out when he was having one of his storm off sessions and I knew that it would kind of humble him and bring him down but also it was the truth and I wanted him to know it so it it probably saved us that day to be honest I don't know that it saved our relationship I would definitely say that it taught me to calm down and I think that Ryan definitely needed that and yeah it probably did save our relationship actually so yes I do believe that Ryan telling me he loved me saved our relationship at that time because had I kept acting the way that I was acting out of insecurity, I would have probably driven him crazy. I've met Ryan's family in different occasions in different little groups, which I think has been really helpful because I've gotten to spend a little bit more quality one-on-one time with each individual as I've met more and more people. So Ryan's family's all in the Midwest and we're out here on the West Coast. So it's either on trips out there or trips when they come to visit us. So meeting his family has always kind of been a dream. Like they're amazing. His mom is the sweetest, kindest woman I've ever known. She is like a heart of gold. And his younger brother looks up to him and he loves us so much and is a recent father of a newborn. And so it's just really great because I don't have the strongest connection with my family. Being a queer person, family is often who you choose and not necessarily how you're born. But Ryan got lucky in the sense that he has a little bit of both. And I feel so blessed that I've inherited that with his family as well. So I've met the majority of Jackson's family. They are here in California. Unfortunately, California is basically the whole left side of the country. So they are still a six hour drive away. Um, But we visit them, I'd say like once every other month. He's got the most amazing grandmother. She is very energetic for being a grandma and she is so sweet and she very much cares about us and makes sure that she congratulates us and lifts us up and she's she's very passionate about our love and our relationship and he's got this amazing aunt and these crazy amazing cousins that are just so fun to be around and they're a lively bunch and I I very much appreciate having family so close by when my family is 2,000 miles away. When I was proposed to, I honestly thought it was for someone else. Um, It just didn't seem real. He did a really good job hiding it from me. I feel like I'm a pretty good detective and he was able to keep kind of everything under wraps the whole time. I I came down these never-ending stairs and 
I was told to dress up. I was wearing giant clunky boots and I didn't think I was that dressed up. I was just like dressed to have a nice dinner. And it seemed like he was miles away when I came down because I saw a sign and instantly his cousins started acting like they saw Justin Bieber because they were just like freaking out and giggling. And that's when I knew. It was the second that I looked back at his cousins and they were acting like something crazy was about to happen. And, I, and then I saw the sign and I looked around to think there's some other Ryan here. Like, that's a common name. And no, it was for me. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty magical. So special shout out to my eldest cousin. I'm the oldest of all the cousins, but she's just a little bit under me. So shout out to Lily. I stole her birthday to bring my family to Southern California in order to propose to Ryan. So it was a very elaborate scheme and it involved a lot of friends and family. And so I'm very thankful for everybody's involvement. But the plan was that it was my cousin's birthday, allegedly. And that's why everybody had to come down to Southern California. And on my cousin's birthday, we were gonna allegedly have this dinner overlooking the ocean. The real plan was everybody was in on it. My cousins were gonna take their sweet time getting ready so that they could bring Ryan to the beach after I had laid out a hundred roses in a line down to a picnic that I had set up at Table Rock Beach in Laguna. And I made a cute sign with the name Ryan and an arrow so there was no confusion at all <laughs> and when he got down there I had a little statement written up and we got engaged and then had some champagne on the beach and then the surprise was not over from there because after we got engaged I told Ryan we're gonna go to your best friend's house and just have a quick drink they already know about the engagement but what he didn't know was that there was about 40 friends and family members from all over the country that had come in to celebrate our engagement in our best friend's giant backyard. So we had set up beautiful cocktail tables with beautiful desserts that were customized with our names on them. And we had a playlist that was curated based on all of our favorite songs and our friends gave speeches. And it was just this really, really beautiful celebration of our love. We had planned this amazing wedding pre-COVID to have a larger event. And as the world started getting a little bit crazier and things started to look like they were shutting down, we decided to move forward with having a very, very, very small intimate event with just like six each of our closest friends, no family, and we rented a home in La Quinta, California, out near Palm Springs, and literally just hiked into a little canyon, threw down some blankets and pillows, and hired a photographer and had this amazing, beautiful, intimate, romantic wedding. It was, it was perfect. I honestly couldn't ask for anything better. I completely agree that planning a big wedding, which is what we were going to do at the beginning, was way too stressful, especially considering that the world was starting to shut down and how expensive it was and the choice that we were making to purchase a home rather than invest in a one day party was kind of weighing heavy on our minds. So I totally love that we did this small intimate thing. And 
it wasn't perfectly magical. I mean, at one point, our dog, who had the rings attached to his collar, disappeared because we were in the height of our ceremony. And my best friend who married us right after our vows said, I hate to interrupt, but Woody's gone. <laughs> and so we had to kind of take a pause after the vows, call for the dog, who again had the rings attached to his collar, and wait till he came back to continue on with the ceremony. So that was kind of a little hiccup, but wouldn't have been the same wedding without that happening. That's so stereotypical us and stereotypical Woody. And then, you know, going back to the home that we rented afterwards was so fun as well. Our photographer was incredible and he suggested jumping into the ice cold salt water pool with all of our clothes on and he got in there himself with all his equipment and made sure that we had all these beautiful memories of our day and our friends got this beautiful cake and uh, what did they get Ryan with the knives? An engraved knife set with like our first dance on it and all that jazz. It was very cute, very sweet, very thoughtful. If I had to pick some of the things I love about Jackson most, it is how quickly he is able to make friends. He loves everyone. I'm a little bit standoffish and not as willing to let people into my inner sanctum. And he is much more friendly and willing to make friends with someone he's pumping gas with or near. He doesn't pump gas with someone. He's just very friendly and it's nice. I love it. The thing I love most about Ryan is probably the thing that made me think he didn't like me at the beginning, and that's just his awkward sense of humor and his quick wit. I'm never, ever, ever bored, and that's important. I feel like that's something that will never get old, just always being on my toes and never knowing what the next joke is going to be and if it's a joke or if it's something serious. And Ryan just keeps me on my toes, keeps me quick-witted, and we stay with it, and I really like that sense of humor and that fun energy. I am most excited about Jackson and I's future because I see that it is limitless. We are in the process of adopting a child. Um, we remodeled our home. We're moving up in our career paths pretty quickly and it just seems to all be happening so fast and it's all because of my beautiful husband's ambition and we're just both so committed to making sure that we have the world ahead of us. Ugh. Were you crying? Uh-huh. When I look ahead, the thing that I'm most excited to see is Ryan be a dad. <laughs> when I was doing laundry today, <laughs> I was folding this hideous polo shirt <laughs> and I was like, this is such a dad shirt. He's going to be such a good dad. It's such an ugly shirt though, but I'm just most excited to see him be a dad. He's so fun and our kid's going to be so lucky. to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of our love story, follow us on Spotify and check out other Parcast originals, all available on Spotify. Our love story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. 
It was created by John Cohen. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. Production assistance by Ron Shapiro. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and associate produced by Alex Trigvadotter.